M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. If a girl looks like me, I'll go for her. I mean, come on. You've got to respect that. <laughs> this is m For me, it was just blank rejection, no sex. <laughs> I don't think parents congratulate kids when they come out every time. I know I will if that happens here. <laughs> That's your dream job. Sit at home with a microphone. Judging hot people. <laughs> You're in m Hello, hello. How are you? I'm sounding pretty peppy this morning, aren't I? I feel, I feel peppy. I had a bad day yesterday. I just woke up and felt flat. And instead of busying my way through it, which I am a total, that is one of my biggest flaws as a human. And I think it's just because all the women in my life did it and still do it. You know, you just keep yourself busy to distract yourself from how bad you're feeling in the hope that it goes away. But um, yesterday I did something I don't normally do. And I just sat on the couch and I said to my children and my husband, I think I just need to sit here until lunchtime. I think I just need you to take over the baby and I'm not feeling good. And they all kind of looked at me like, whoa, <laughs> but they did it. And then about, well, about one o'clock I had a shower and I had a great meeting yesterday just with some ideas for some TV shows. And yeah, and then I went for a walk with Odie and it was a really good walk. And I suddenly, you know, I watched my stories back on my Instagram and I saw how flat I'd been when I was talking at the start of the day and I realised I was able to turn it around. So I think, especially if you're in Melbourne at the moment, if you do wake up feeling a bit shit, honour that. I think I think we get into trouble, especially women, when we try and just busy it away or swallow it down and it just ends up squishing out in weird places. So, yeah, but what I will say, if you find yourself waking up feeling down for a few mornings in a row, it may be, you may need to go see your doctor or you may need to actually do something about it because there's a really weird times and shifting sands and everything's changed. And I think we're all grieving because we're never going to go back to normal. It's going to be a new normal. And none of us know how that looks and we're all relearning. We're all babies again, learning how to live in this strange new world. So, um, look, I'm working it out with you guys with the microphone in front of me. <laughs> hey, I got some feedback from a listener and I wanted to read it to you because it it really, I don't know, it validated, it made me feel good about doing this podcast. It made me realise we were doing the right thing and hitting the right notes. And, you know, look, today we are going to be doing an in-depth dive into what is going on with Britney Spears. Apparently in her eyelashes, she's written call 911. We'll be discussing that. But, um you know, we also touch on other things. And uh, episode 26, a few weeks ago, I kind of spoke about how we need to stop focusing on great love stories being just between a man and a woman or a romantic partner. And a lot of the times we overlook the other great loves in our lives, the other great love stories between us and our pets, us and our friends, us and our family members. I had a great letter, I guess you'd call it, <laughs> electronic letter. What am I, 85? <laughs> From one of our insulators. She said, hi, Em, I've been binging the podcast while neck deep in revision for exams and I had to stop listening to episode 26, six minutes in, because the feeling it evoked was so visceral, it made me cry. I'm in my 30s, still living at home, feeling like I'm going to be alone forever. I had my heart shattered two years ago and it made me feel unlovable and incomplete and this is a feeling I've been dealing with since. And then you told me I'm complete and the floodgates opened. I realised that I've been placing too much importance on trying to create these great love stories with these not great men for far too long and not focusing on the great love stories that are already in my life. 
my family, my friends, my dog, my smiley niece, my hilarious nephew, the list could go on. What I'm trying to say is thank you. Thank you for helping me refocus on my existing great love stories and for making me feel a little less broken. Keep up the amazing work. I'm getting teary just reading that. I get... Everything that I make and do is just to help people feel less broken because I know what it is to be broken. So I'm, I'm glad that that woman listened to that episode and was able to kind of refocus and, and recalibrate how she viewed love. And I hope a lot of you out there who are single or, you know, feeling alone are able to remember that you do have great love in your life. And romantic love is not the most important, trust me. Look, I mean, that's not a slight at my husband. I love my husband a lot. But we've been separated twice and I um, I had great loves during that time also. Poor Scotty. Um, he's not going to be on the podcast today because we've got Odie home remote learning. Um, we've got the baby. It's just too hectic. So he's um, he'll be back next week, hopefully. Well, it's time to move on. Uh, we are going to be discussing Brittany, as I mentioned. Oh, my God. It is getting wild, the free Britney movement. I was tagged approximately 11 bajillion times yesterday in an extensive deep dive that a woman did on what's going on with her. We'll also be talking Callum leaving the MasterChef kitchen and I have a little surprise for Michael Lucas. That's right. Let's bring him in. Play the music. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. All right, well, wiping the tears from our face, we say goodbye to the gentle lisping giant that is Callum leaving <laughs> the MasterChef kitchen. Off he goes into the sunset, back to Crystal, his wife in South Australia. Oh, what and his children. Man. He's such a good oh. dad. He's such a good dad. <laughs> such a good dad. He does look like a giant man child, though. Like, you wouldn't know if he was 16 or 46. Do you know what I mean? No, that's true. And I've got all <laughs> credit for MasterChef for bringing the lisping giant really to the forefront of our culture. <laughs> Gay and straight. Yeah. <laughs> Reese, of course. I wonder, yeah, I, I always thought, of, is there a correlation between lisp and cooking abilities? Maybe. But, but uh, oh, it was it was very mosh. It and was I, actually, and I wasn't feeling that connected to Callum. I'll be honest, because I mean there were other more colourful personalities, more chaotic <laughs> personalities. But seeing yes. that man cry, and he's a good <laughs> crier on screen. His face goes blotchy and red, and his eyelashes just look like the sprinklers coming out of them. And yeah. it really it got me. And he asked for a moment from producers, you know, and he just I just need a moment to cry oh, together myself. Yeah. It's good. It's good to see a straight grown man cry on primetime telly. For that. <laughs> so, um, look, you know, the, his fish wasn't quite great. And I always think fish is such a dangerous choice. Oh. I mean, if I'm cooking for my life, fish is an unpredictable mistress. Do you know what I mean? Totally. I cook fish all the time and mm. I do the exact same recipe all the time and I don't know what happens. I mean, the slight details in yes. the cut of the fish and the size of the fish just lead to catastrophic problems. <laughs> I know when he when he went for the fish, I was like, oh God. Even Reynolds was having trouble with the hibachi and the salmon. You know, like it's it's hard. I don't understand the point of the hibachi. Seriously. They seem so out of control. There's no temperature. Like we get it, it's cool, but is it scientific enough? The hibachi? <laughs> I do like saying the word hibachi. It is cool. It does sound good. But yeah, so off you go. So we're now down to look, I did think this would be the top three. Maybe Poe, but Amelia is definitely going to win. There's no doubt in my mind. So your, uh, my prediction would be Amelia versus Reynold for the for Look, the final. 
Yes, me too. I, I think Laura's going to go as far as we thought to third, but I do feel it will come down to, and I think this is a great story, traditional cooking v. the meth lab craziness of Reynold. Oh. So I think we're going to come down to, you know, proper technique and cowboy. Wow. And who's going to take it out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we want a traditional Renaissance masterpiece or do we want a crazy modernist Escher? That involves you have to wear a mask to eat it. You know, what do we want? I would say uh, that, Laura, though, out of the three that are remaining, I feel like she's had the most travel from the beginning. Because at the beginning, I just thought of her as, you know, love-struck pasta queen. But now I really... I've really changed the way I look at it and not just because of the heavier tan. Like there's... She's evolved. Amelia has too. Like Amelia's, Amelia's gone from I'm quiet, red lip lady to now I'm standing my ground and I'm I'm I, I'm like her. I'm an exceptional cook was a real turning point for me. Whereas Reynolds incredibly consistent the whole time. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I I know what the change was in Laura. So obviously they filmed the first block pre COVID, mm. and then they got went back to filming the next block. And I think Laura went the classic. I'm bloody giving myself a makeover because she's chopped the hair. Mm. She's gone the fake tan. She's up the wardrobe game, and I respect that. Mm. I respect that she reassessed the, what she was putting out into the world, and I think that's. Is she great. the youngest I, of them? I think she is, isn't she? Uh, Reynolds pretty young. He's pretty young. Okay, she would be. Oh, I think she's like twenty. I want to say twenty nine in her twenties. So yeah, young compared to us. I like Laura, and I don't understand why she cops so much shit on Twitter. Why do you think she gets it so much? Well, I think it began because of the. The, I, and firstly, I completely disagree with it. I mean, I, Poe got no, a lot of shit too. as well. And I, and I, th- I, I, th- I mean, I don't want to dig into the true underlying reasons behind it because I think they'd be absolutely gross. But at the beginning, yeah. I think a bit of a tipping point was that she was sort of, her safe space was pasta and she was constantly, you know, dishing up pasta. And, and, not, and I guess there was a feeling that the judges weren't, sort of at all um, taking that into consideration that she keeps on going to the safe ground of pasta. But now, as you watch it, you would think, well, she's well and truly gone beyond all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, but other chefs were serving up the same things, desserts. Oh, totally. I don't know. It just feels very because she was a woman. I don't know. I just felt like because she – it annoys me when – Clearly we're in emotional territory for me right now. But <laughs> <laughs> this whole, I mean, this whole week of theme for us has been stacks on strong women, but I think Laura's exceptional, especially for her age. I, I would go to her restaurant. I would go to her pasta restaurant if I lived in Adelaide. In fact, next time I'm in Adelaide, I'm going to visit Callum and Crystal and that soft focus baby, and I'm going to go to Laura's <laughs> pasta restaurant. <laughs> All right. And now, I loved her little dream, her dream of saying that she wanted to open this place and grow a vineyard. I mean, I want it to come true. Oh, that's my dream too. Totally. Unfortunately, Bitch, I lack all the requisite every- ability and <laughs> training to do any of that. If you ask any exhausted 40-year-old woman what her dream is, insert Laura's dream. Basically, that's where I'm at. Imagine. God. But moving on. <laughs> moving on. This morning I received some frantic messages from some insulation listeners saying that Britney Spears had put up a photo and in that photo her lower eyelashes read. (laughs) Call 911 or could have said fax 911. (laughs) We couldn't make it out. So 
I had my laboratory. Um, I had my tech department pull the photo up and zoom she in means her large. teenage daughter. <laughs> and she means her teenage daughter Google imaging and then zooming in on her phone. That's it's not and mind hunter here. <laughs> it is mind hunter. How dare you? And um, she um, then like did a little little work, like did some detailing to really bring the lashes to the forefront. Oh, God. A bit of Photoshop. I, Just no. <laughs> And I can confirm in one of Britney Spears' most recent photos, her eyelashes read call and or fax 911. <laughs> it's true. Em sent this to me as though she had stumbled onto conclusive evidence. I've looked at the pictures. I mean, if you think yes, that Britney I do. Spears I do. is somehow intricately yes. styling mm-hmm. her eyelashes. Yes, she is. So that on a certain angle they say call 911. Yes. Then you're capable of believing some pretty big logic leaps in my book. No. I mean, I, we got tagged in this. There's a ho- The Free Britney movement, which has been around for quite some time, has reared up again. And um, I, we got tagged numerous times. Our brand alignment is complete now. When people see Britney, they think M. Salation, M and Michael, which is fantastic. <laughs> but I did go and I did another deep dive on the whole Free Britney thing. And let's review the facts. She was a <laughs> child star. Shut up. Look, I'm just, I should just say that there are, in terms of the Free Britney movement, there's clearly a lot of this that is based in fact. Clearly, fact. clearly there fact. is. You shouldn't. Like, absolutely. I'll like, just interject when there's something that I'm finding a bit... Suspect. Okay, fine. Okay. So let's look at let's look at some of the titles and of her and lyrics of her most famous songs. Overprotected, huh? My prerogative, peace of me. And she's usually in a cage or in chains or has got a snake around her neck. I think the snake represents her father, Jamie. Okay, suspect. Already, already suspect because <gasps> I do not think Britney writes that many of her songs. She does. I, she I has know a she writes. She has a co-write she wrote all diary. Back How in the day, you? the worst How song on the original. <laughs> I'm not saying that she doesn't have artistic ability, but I do think that they pay top dollar for her songs. Mm-mm, mm-mm, and mm-mm, if babe. I was pitching a song for mm-mm. Britney Spears to sing, I would probably pitch something that is about, you know, someone, a, a young girl, because the whole thing is she was a child star that became this sex symbol She's and everything like devastated. that. devastated. They, they changed everything. So, okay, okay, okay. We, all right, we obviously remember in 2007 – the meltdown with the umbrella, the shaved head, the whole thing, right? She was hospitalised twice. And and during the hospitalisation, the father, Jamie, said, uh, petitioned the courts to be a temporary conservator, uh, conservator of her estate. And conservatorships are usually for like really, really old people or really, really sick people who are unable to look after their money and their finances, right? Mm-hmm. And then six months after she got out of the mental health facility, she released Womanizer – and then went and toured Circus, made $130 million, and at the same time the father petitioned for permanent conservatorship, which he received. And the reason given, and this is all um, stated in court documents, Michael, which I could bring up at the touch of a button, <laughs> he stated that she had early-onset dementia. She was in her 20s. <gasps> How dare he? Look, on this, yes. I will say, mm-hmm. it is very, very clear that her father is uh, has the, do you say conservatorship? Conservatorship. Uh, well, 
conservator or conservatorship, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 over her. And and definitely, like, it's obviously an incredibly complex situation when someone earns as much. And even if Britney Spears does nothing, she still earns a lot because of because of the licensing of all her music and everything oh, like that. Mate, like she earned over $100 million last year, but she's only allowed $1,500 a week for expenses. Can't even do any online shopping. Can't even buy an anxiety blanket, you know? Can't even do anything she wants to do. That's why the other day when she said, I'd love a, a, a never-ending supply of designer clothes and handbags, that's because that bitch can't buy anything herself. Can't even go on Amazon. The only thing that I would say, looking at this situation, is it's clearly very complicated and you always got to be on guard when when someone has, you know, power over uh, over someone yes. who earns that much because there might, yes. be, there might be other reasons why they might seek that level of power. Having said that, though, based on the evidence – you wouldn't say that they're working, you know, that they've got this power over her and she's just a cash cow for them because the fact of the matter is Britney Spears could be earning a ton more money than she's earning at the moment because she's not releasing any music and she's not. So that at some level someone must be making choices out of care for her that's not just about profit because if they wanted just profit, they she would still be on, she would be doing some sort of weird show. Well, obviously not right now in the pandemic. Before this, she would have been doing a, a show on Vegas or something like that. Someone I will is draw making your a, attention. Okay. I will draw your attention to Exhibit C, Your Honour, <laughs> where, her mother, this? Or- where her mother, Lynn Spears, has been openly liking the Free Britney movement post. <gasps> What do you have to say to that? I would say that that's clearly a, a bad and messy divorce, and maybe there are plenty of elements oh. with the. No, I'm sure she. I'm sh- I, I, maybe there's a lot of elements to do with the Britney's father and the way that he watches over her that she doesn't like. But she doesn't have access to. So the captions on her photos, they're not her. She's not writing those. So within this conservatorship, she doesn't have access to her social media account. So she is sending. You'll notice she doesn't do any real stories. It's just posts. Mm-hmm. So she films something and then sends it to whoever has control of it. And those captions, those rubbish, weird captions that seem like they've been written by a toddler with all the emojis, mm. they're not even coming from her, which is weird. And the fact that she can't she's not, she can't date someone, she can't collaborate with someone, she can't do anything without his sign-off. So if you're a 37-year-old woman who is worth $250 million and you're not allowed to drive and go get yourself a coffee or see your kids and, and she's got another court date this month to try and petition the courts to have that lifted, to the conservatorship lifted, and also not, you know, that beefy guy that we were sus on that she was saying was her boyfriend? He's a keeper. He's a minder, not her boyfriend. Mm. All I would say is uh, there, there's an energy behind the Free Britney movement that is if only she could break free, she would come out and release a, an album with where Maybe. she sings in her Christina Aguilera true voice that yeah, she's she, been hiding. She and I think my suspicion yeah. is that it might be a bit more complicated than that. And, and maybe there are, I'm sure there are some really unfortunate and worrying parts about this control her dad has over and everything like that. But, yeah, I, but I'm yeah. also, I, I, I think it's pretty clear there are some yes. pretty severe health yeah. issues here and also they aren't working her to the bone or anything like that. Like she's not a no, slave no, for them no, to make no. hundreds of millions of dollars. So it's 
it's very, very complicated. <laughs> Maybe podcast yeah. hosts on the other side of the world shouldn't be <laughs> devoting all their time to it. They won't stop I us. I don't care what you say. I can't help it. No, but I just, it is very complicated. And you're right. There's definitely, I feel like if the conservatorship was lifted, I hope that she would then get some really good people around her to help her figure stuff out that weren't self-serving and that weren't so emotionally involved and, you know, all, all of those things. Because there's never, there's always been something not quite right about the dad. I've never, same with Jessica Simpson's dad, like always something not quite right about those fathers. And name any tennis player's dad. Do you know what mm. I mean? Those, the female tennis players, think about all the fathers. When fathers get that involved in their daughter's careers, I don't know that it ends well. Mm. I just, but you know, look, I do love a conspiracy theory. And oh. we, were, we were chatting this morning. <laughs> this is, I don't know how much this has come up on, but M's <laughs> ability to invest in a conspiracy theory is, I would say out of everything in this universe, it's where we're the most poles apart. I Because it's not only do I not believe most of the conspiracy theories, it astounds me that she buys into them yeah. as much. And it's not ironic. It's not her having a bit of fun. She is a believer. I do. Like Beyonce and Jay-Z, definitely a part of the Illuminati. Oh, P. I believe that with every fibre of my being. I do. And the, I the do. Illuminati. What do you? Okay. Yeah. God. You are, yeah, that this is are. really getting one step closer to QAnon. <laughs> now, what is QAnon? Because this morning you said I'm worried. You sent me a text. I'm worried one day you're going to discover QAnon and never return. And I text back, "What is QAnon?" <laughs> and you wrote back, "Do not Google it." I, I was meaning to partially do not Google it because I really worry you'll start looking it up and you'll be gone. Look, I think we're pretty safe because basically, at its core, QAnon is a, is, is is very much a pro-Trump conspiracy theories, but it is huge. So it's a far right <laughs> conspiracy theory. So that's probably, thank God, going to. Oh. Oh, is there not out. a pop culture far left version? Well, well the, this is the thing. <laughs> Essentially, it 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 um at the heart of QAnon, and God, I don't want to be giving this any more options, but here we go. Um, is this notion that it, it that it's kind of like the Illuminati and everyone's involved, like Obama, Hillary Clinton, George Soros, and all of the all of the yeah, Hollywood. I agree. Liberal, I agree. Yeah, but Definitely. in this version, yep. in this version, they're um, Satan worshiping, and they also run a oh. big international child sex trafficking ring. This is this is honestly what the oh, theory no. is, and no. QAnon think that Donald Trump has is has come in to expose them, and that there's this time coming called the storm where he's going to expose mm. all the pedophiles and Satanists that have been out there forever and we'll be able to like pass judgment on them. but it's so huge and people like in the military there's a little there's a there's a couple of things there's the, there's the hashtag wwg1wga which means where we go one where we go we go all and there's also this like uh-huh. this this sort of logo that they have which is a red and black q and like members high-ranking members of the military pose with that and but this is the creepiest thing it's absolutely massive and all of these boomers in america sit there late at night on like reddit or wherever they're wherever they're looking it up and they get totally sucked in because there's also at the heart of it all is this person called q who is like a mole in the trump administration who's leaking about how trump's going to bring on the storm but it's got to the point where there are now like about half a dozen candidates running for office in america who believe in who are QAnon devotees who believe that it's happening, who believe in this Illuminati Satanist sex ring that Trump is on the brink of exposing. What? Yeah, it's it's terrifying, and that's also wow. part of the problem. Like, just the since the internet, 
We've always had conspiracy theories, but and you would think that the internet with access to information might have meant that, I don't know, more light would be shed on things that would be harder for... No, 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 no. Conspiracy theories now are just next level. To the extent that, like, I've got <laughs> friends that uh, he, even here in Australia ringing people just to let yeah. them know the results of coronavirus tests. And the number of times, particularly young men, go back saying, I don't have it because it's a conspiracy theory set up by the government is <gasps> insane. <gasps> It's, it's a, well, anyway, but continue. Chloe Kardashian is definitely OJ Simpson's daughter. Okay. What's, <laughs> what's your evidence here? Is, does the evidence reside in her eyelashes? Yes. <laughs> no, because if you look up OJ Simpson's other daughter, his other biological daughter, her and Chloe, she looks like, it, it looks like a before and after plastic surgery shot. So she looks like Chloe before she had all the work done and did all the revenge body stuff. <laughs> they look uncannily similar. I'm not joking. And like there was long suspected that Chris and OJ had an affair, long suspected. And I have looked at Chloe's face and I've looked at OJ's face. I've done comparisons. I've got an app that like <laughs> melds faces into one. I've done that. And I'm pretty convinced. <laughs> the one I don't believe, the one that is ridiculous, is Katy Perry's grown up John Bonet Ramsey. I don't believe that one. <laughs> that goes, that gets around God, that you, gets a lot of air. Draw the line. So okay, here's one I do believe. Are you ready? Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I am convinced that Ronan Farrow is Frank Sinatra's son. I'll go there. Oh, please, bitch. I've sent you the photos of young Frank Sinatra. <laughs> well, also the and mother, no- like Mia Farrow has confirmed she had an affair and she herself has said, I don't know who the father is. And he looks so much like Exactly. Him. People might know who Ronan Farrow is. R- oh, Ronan Farrow is, is well, he, he's the son supposedly of Mia Farrow and Woody Allen, um, mm. but he's this incredibly blue-eyed, blonde-haired Mm-hmm. Um, guy and he's he's grown up to be the like most famous investigative reporter in the world. He basically was the the one of the main yeah. people who exposed Harvey Weinstein and the main person, pretty much, pretty much. Um, mm. So uh, you know he's he's a remarkable writer and and he can also yeah. sing very well. There's footage of him on the internet singing Broadway songs. Mate, he's definitely Sinatra's son. Look it up in your own time, Em Salah. I don't think listeners. that even counts as a conspiracy theory. I just think that nah, counts as pretty one. much an unconfirmed fact. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is an obvious one. But I do have to say um, there's also the theory that, okay, Michael Jackson is actually Latoya Jackson. He just – they just became the same person. Like he didn't really die. He's just actually Latoya Jackson full-time now. But when they were alive, they were photographed together so much. Were they, though? Were they? (laughs) Well, I love this how, like, M with all (laughs) – so much conviction says, I've analysed the photos. It's like – it's like there'll be a future where they go, from now on, DNA forensic evidence is out of date. We're going to M. Rossiano and her Zoom. And then she comes into yeah. court. She goes, if I Zoom in with it and I've, I've gone, I've gone to the app. Yeah. And I've sharpened the image. Well, I don't believe arguably one of the most important moments in the world's history ever happened. I don't believe that oh, it actually God, happened. Oh, God, what? What? Which one? The moon landing. Yeah. Okay. I think the moon landing was faked. I think America set that oh, up in a soundstage in the 21st unleashed. century. <laughs> We're not getting it back. We're not getting it back. There was, a, there was one time when a crazy rumour came true where I remember when I first started hearing Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie were on together and I dismissed that completely mm-hmm. as just that's mm-hmm. just the wet dream of magazine editors. And mm-hmm. then it was totally confirmed in it. And it did blow my mind. However, it's yeah. not as extreme as saying the moon landing didn't exist. <laughs> moon landing didn't happen. And Marilyn Monroe, murdered. 
definitely murdered by the FBI. So, oh. I mean, I could go all day. Oh, I know you could. I mean, and let's just say with Jeffrey Epstein and, and I mean, you've, oh. you've got fuel for months. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Now, look, before we go, uh, I have a little surprise for you. Oh, no. <gasps> <gasps> I mean, this is something I actually had already done oh. and then you beat me to the punch. <laughs> what? No. Well... <clears throat> Well, I, I, you do send me quite erotic texts about oh, jocks no. on Frillo. Yeah. No. And I... Just, as long as this doesn't involve the real jock. Please press play, <laughs> Mike. Hi, Michael. It's Jock here. Um, hey, I understand you're a bit of a fan of the old uh, waistcoat combo that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm currently sporting on MasterChef and also the old uh, pocket chain. Um, I've got to say, mate, I reckon I've got about, I reckon there must have been about 30, between 30 and 40 in this season's MasterChef. Tell you what, I'll do you a favour. If you want to borrow one, just let me know. Tell me which one you want to borrow and I'll shoot it across. You can have it for a while. All right? Speak soon, mate. (laughs) Oh, my God. For a second, I so thought he was going to come on and say, I just want to say, please keep at least 500 metres distance from me at all times. What? He was very, I spoke to him. He was very polite and lovely about it. I'm like, he really thinks you're great. He's quite obsessed with your pocket chain. Oh my God. I I was hoping he'd go a little bit more saucy with it, but he really kept it straight back. This seems to be a common problem that we have. Straight back, you use that term very wisely. So, but I obviously (laughs) just need to confirm. You said I was. You said I was a fan. You didn't ever trip over into the erotic fiction sort of description. He does not know. If I ever come face to face with that man, he's not going to think that I'm lying naked in his vest or anything like that. That, that, you, that you've dreamt that the chain is just attached to an earring at the end of the I penis. did. I've not said that. That is not. I've never said anything like Jock that. Puts, and when Jock puts his hand in his pocket and just pulls the chain a little bit, it's like, shut <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, that is incredible. Thank you. And also, how does this process work? How do I get my vest? I'm serious. Oh, you'll, note, you'll note he said, I'll shoot one across to you. He didn't offer for you to come oh, and pick no, one out. Oh, no, very wise. Very wise. <laughs> I should never meet him because it will be – I mean, the joy of my obsession with Jock is that he's so stupid and impossible because he's clearly the straightest Scottish man in the world. He just has dapper vests. So it's, I, I should never run into him in real life. Having said that, I do want the vest and I want the chain. <laughs> Well, he's doing some weird campaign with eggplants, so hold out hope. You never know. <laughs> he's just learned that eggplants is actually represents dicks. And, uh, I find it hard to believe the jocks on furlough didn't know that an eggplant was uh, – the eggplant emoji was code for dick, though. I find that very hard to believe. I find it surprising that you haven't somehow spun it into some sort of conspiracy theory that Jock is trying to communicate something with his eggplants. Oh, I haven't looked at his eyelashes from last night's episode. I've got to have a look. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that is it. Thank you very much. Although I am still – I'm obviously going to be thinking about it for the next 48 hours. And <laughs> I'll send you the audio so, it, so you can play it close to yourself. You just says, hey, Michael. Hey, I Michael. I can't imitate his bit. accent. I wish I could. What? I won't have it. You can't imitate it. Do it. Have uh, a go. Have a go. Just have a go. Just throw it out there. Right now? Yeah. No, I can't yeah, do Scottish. Do I just go into Shrek. I just go into the so chumpy you could carve it. That sort of thing. 
It's wrong. I w- look. Do, should Wait, I should I spend seventy two hours learning to speak exactly like Jock? It's, I yes. probably will. Sure. T- can you just? What did you just say? What was that line? It's from the dog food ad. But like from thirty years ago, yeah. if that's your go to for a Scottish. <laughs> Well, I was going to do something from Shrek and it suddenly occurred to me that I couldn't remember any of the lines. So jumpy, you good jumpy, car of it. Jumpy, good car of it. Oh, my God. Maybe I could do Jock. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hundo P. You've nailed oh, it. Oh, I've got his Just chain, I've got his vest. And if only I had his metabolism, that's the next thing I want. Oh, I know. I'm so angry. He'll be listening to this. Hi, oh, Jock. No. Thanks oh very God. much. Don't send him this episode, please. He asked specifically for me to send it to him, so I'm going to send it to him right now. All right, you better go. You got a you got a meeting. I know you have a meeting. All right, thank you very much. That is amazing. What an episode! Wow. All right. (laughs) See you. Bye. This is Emsolation. All right. Well, that was wild and went places. I know the moon landing happened, but it's fun to say it didn't. Right? Of course, it happened. Did it though? Yes, it did, but did it. Uh, we're going to do another Q&A next week. If you have something you'd like to ask Michael or myself or both of us, just email it to hello at mrussiano.com or direct message our Instagram account. Are you following us on Instagram? It's at Emsolation Podcast. And just a reminder, if you listen to us on iTunes, please hit subscribe and leave a review. That helps us in the charts. It helps people find us. And if you're on Spotify, please follow the podcast. Also, remember to recommend us to your friends. Just a reminder, there's going to be a bonus ep with my friend Jamila Rizvi coming out this Friday. You don't want to miss it. She's a fountain of knowledge. She's a warrior woman. She survived three brain surgeries, a brain tumour. She's just so smart. Our future Prime Minister, someone I look to for so many things in my life, my moral compass, and I'm glad to be able to gift her to you guys, our wonderful listeners. We hope you enjoyed today. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for any more free Britney stuff. I'm on board. I'm worried. I want to help her. I want only the best for this ray of sunshine who is just too pure for this world. Have a great, great day, whatever you may be doing, and I'll catch you soon. Bye. Bye.